but because there was a community uh, thing that was happening and families were not as nuclear we had a lot of support mm-hmm. in terms of you know the neighborhood or the family members etc however that has reduced and you know um the circles are becoming smaller and smaller and thus the lack of support leads people to you know kind of not have um a venting space where they can talk about it which leads to a lot of strained relationships So why did you choose this as a line because I think when you chose this it was a very conservative thought of choosing psychology as a subject and a field becoming a psychologist So um when I was really young I had a family member who was dealing with now I know bipolar disorder but at that point of time obviously when you know somebody acts in a certain manner the family members try to push it down hush it down and they would just say that she's dealing with some stuff and it's very normal or she's always been like this and things like that and uh, you know it constantly made me um, want to know more about what was happening with her because the behavior was becoming eccentric at times right. and really depressive at times and i could see that there was no support from the family members the family members were constantly um so the term gaslighting mm-hmm. they were constantly gaslighting for her for dealing with these issues i understand they did not understand the issues as well but because mental health was such a stigma to even think about their daughter going through um a mental health issue 
seemed like a big no-no to them. So, um, you know, how in the society they would say, that this used to be a concept and in some places I think there still is, that, you know, she's a girl, let's just get her married, things will get sorted out. Oh, yeah. Um, or let's let her, once she's married, let her have babies and then, you know, she's going to have that responsibility and she's going to figure it out. Like escaping gonna... from that situation. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's what they did and two years later, um, she took her own life oh. and that was... That was the day when I realized that um, I was really um, upset about it. And that was the day I decided that I have to do something in the field of mental health because there needs to be somebody who needs to put around that awareness. Um, and, you know, starting from my own house, because I could see that there was a lot of stigma within the house as well mm -hmm. when it came to mental health. Like my grandfather passed away because of... Um, alcoholism and oh. nobody talked about it mm. um what everybody would say is he was a man so he used to have like you know a few drinks that's a common thing to say yes mm. and then there was a lot of stress that he was dealing with and people do, do not take it as an illness they don't understand that it's it takes over you it's not something you have control over eventually the illness has control over you and it doesn't only impact you but it impacts everybody absolutely, around you absolutely does. in a very bad way yes, yes. so um, that was when I decided that that was the field I wanted to go in a to educate myself B to spread that awareness and understanding and finally to be able to bring that difference in society in whatever small way I can to be able to reach out to people and make them understand how important this aspect of our life is too. Mm -hmm. So Milan, empathy is an extremely important thing. How do you think that the importance of being empathetic is uh, being addressed currently in like globally or in India? What are your thoughts on that? There are a lot of uh, people who are doing such amazing work while spreading that, you know, positivity, that kindness, that empathy to, to other people. For example, there is um, something called the Giving Tuesday. Um, what they do is every Tuesday, they would like, you know, give you tasks wherein, you know, today you have to smile at somebody or today you need to go and give a compliment to somebody. Oh, interesting. So, you know, these are small, small things that can inculcate that kind of empathy um, step by step in our society. So, mm. absolutely, there are people who are doing it. Right. Um, but, of course, there can be more that can be done in the field. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. So, especially with social media because of... Um, so much competition yes. that happens. We are now, you know, constantly connected with what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. And that comparison, especially for youngsters, has come up. Mm -hmm. So being able to help them understand things with from each and every person's perspective and to, you know, kind of teach them to be kinder to themselves and then to others as well would really help them grow much more beautifully and more become more resilient in life. I think that has to come from the top yes. down the line. Yes. So that brings me to another question. You mentioned that you started a preschool before COVID. Yes. And unfortunately, that beautiful school had to be because of COVID, you had to close yes. it down. But you had a wonderful experience dealing with children. Absolutely. And that time you came across a certain issues with children yes. as well as parenting issues. So what were the common things that you found and did you feel that it was 
uh, with the parents there was a problem or the parents were not identifying something yeah. within the child what all were your experiences then so one it was such a beautiful experience because okay. children are the purest souls i mean you know they will just be themselves they will say things that they feel they have no filters yeah. and that just makes your life you know uh, not just fun but like also that transparency kind of helps bonds grow sure. so you form those kind of bonds with kids and they enjoy everything to the fullest to be very honest and i love doing that with them um coming to the issues i think so you know when i was in the preschool we had a child who was dealing with autism and there were very clear signs you know some autistic kids have very clear signs of them having autistic traits and when spoken to the parents even if the parents agreed the grandparents were very anti it and there was a lot of um, you know resistance and, and denial. denial yes, yes. because nobody you know we are still in that state of mind that okay we are accepting mental health if another person has it but my family member my child cannot mm, have it sure. because then i will have to you know socially try and tell people and things like that and that was a huge challenge because seeing the child struggling and the parents struggling of course um makes it very difficult to kind of you know let that situation go but end of the day you have to realize that you have done what you can um other than that there's a lot of separation anxiety with children that is not dealt with like a lot of parents don't know how to deal with separation anxiety yeah. and you know all these issues they might happen in childhood but they impact our lives for the rest of our adult life as well true i also felt like a lot of times that you know parents um will just you know because life has become so fast paced now they were not able to give the child time mm-hmm. and to compensate that they would provide things yeah um to the children to compensate because they have that guilt thing too right and that obviously makes the child constantly fall into the reinforcement pattern that okay if i do a certain thing this is what i'm getting and constantly strive for that absolutely so um the there were other challenges as well but these were some of the big ones that made an impact on me like i realized that this was something that really needed to be worked on oh very interesting yeah so that's about the children in adults also we see so many issues especially the marital issues yes. i think uh, during the covid time mm-hmm. we saw the maximum number of divorces that happened after yes. that and during that time because people were living together yes so but still i feel that uh, there are especially the men they they still have that taboo in their mind that will not speak to a stranger i might uh, as well speak to somebody as a friend or i can speak to you or i'll speak to my family about us but i will not do, go to a stranger and open up my mind to them yes so what do you think that uh, why should one and when should one consult a psychologist for any issue especially talking about the adult issues firstly i think it is so deep rooted in our society i mean i see it in my own family i remember um you know talking to my brother once and uh, he lives in canada and he moved at a very young age so he just like you know we were having a conversation and he kind of burst into tears and i mm-hmm. said it's okay you know it's okay to cry sometimes emotions can be overwhelming and he just immediately stopped and i said why did you stop crying and i could know he was holding it in and holding it back and he said that i don't know i have a feeling 
that if I keep crying, I'm going to be weak. Oh, yes. And that has been with a lot of um, male um, clients that I work with. I feel that, you know, this concept of this concept is taught in childhood when the child is told, Romat, you know, ladkiyan roti hai. You know, men specifically are said, don't be a girl, don't be a baby, stop crying. So true. So, you it know, it used to be, yes. Yes. Mm. Um, so, you know, they grow up with that concept that they um, connect crying to being weak and that they have to be constantly strong because they're the man of the house, apparently. Mm. So, they can't be vulnerable. Yes. Mm. So, you know, even now, I would say that, you know, I have more female clients than I have male clients because. You know, men, they will come once, they will share things and then they will, you know, feel that they've been too vulnerable and then they find it very difficult to come back again. And the people who do, they also come with a lot of resistance that, okay, you know, I don't need therapy. I know how to deal with it. People go through these problems in life and they overcome that. And, you know, what I tell them is that don't be ashamed to ask for help. Yes. Because it has become such a difficult thing to ask for help nowadays. We feel that if we are asking for help, it makes us weak. It does not. The Mm. fact that we are able to acknowledge that we need help and we reach out to people for help is our biggest strength because I know how much it takes to actually reach out to a counselor and that's the first step to take in healing. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And that's what happens is when somebody even decides, okay, I will speak to a psychologist they agree to do that then what are the factors that one should look in a psychologist that okay yeah i am i'm getting some benefit out of it or uh, this is helping me out sometimes people just keep going uh, for sessions yes. and nothing changes rather they get into more deeper uh, conversations in a negative way yes see it's very important when you are looking for a psychologist look for a couple of things one what modalities the psychologist is using these days. Um, Unfortunately, there are a lot of life coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, And as much as I respect what they're doing, um, sometimes, you know, you life coaches do not have a bandwidth to deal with issues regarding anxiety, um, you know, general anxiety disorders, or, you know, let's say OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder, or even depression for that matter. They can maybe give um, life advice on how to, Kind of you know maneuver around your life and deal with like the that. situation yeah so um finding out what the person is doing what their qualification is a is very important b um it's very very important to in the first session whenever you meet somebody um first see if you've been able to connect to that person mm. so you know uh, when we were taught in um, our graduation the first chapter was always rapport building Mm. which means that you have to that first day is the only time when you get to actually form a bond right. because it's a very fragile relationship mm. too um, a person is telling you, you yes yeah. is telling you some of the most vulnerable things about themselves and their lives and you know having that trust is so important secondly what they should look for that every first session a person should especially the psychologist should map out two things one is what expectations is the person the client coming in with what other expectations from therapy realistic and two 
once we understand what is happening mm-hmm. or what are the present concerns the person is dealing with to map out a treatment plan right right and the psychologist should make the person aware that this is not a forever relationship yeah actually uh, on that note i remember the disclaimer that we were just talking mm-hmm. about can you just share with our audience that the disclaimers that you have for your patients okay a couple of things which i say to them is one um i will only take you if you are willing to work on yourself because um you know it takes a lot of work to heal um and yes it might feel like a lot of work but once you acknowledge and deal with your emotions those emotions will become chargeless so overall you will grow as a person but it will not be a easy ride it's mm-hmm. going to be you know setbacks too and mm-hmm. wins too mm-hmm. and we need to you know um kind of go through that second that you know i am right now going to be guiding you through it but eventually i am going to make you resilient and for you to learn coping strategies so that you can rely on yourself in a long term mm-hmm. because you have to be your own best friend mm-hmm. and you can rely on yourself for things and this is not going to be a permanent relationship mm-hmm. i will always be there for you but you need to understand that you know we um are here to give you that push that you need in life because we know that you deserve to live a good life and you can do it correct so it's very important to let and that's know. very very uh, <laughs> sortedly said by you that uh, psychologists they don't read your mind yes they they read what you're telling us and then yes. they analyze it yes so, so you know every time um, i still meet people and they'll be like what do you do and i'm like a psychologist oh ho tum to mera dimag pad loge aur you want to read my mind and i'm just like no but i can't true we are trained in understanding the body language of a person mm-hmm. we are trained in understanding the tone of voice that the person is using in a certain uh, certain time right. the kind of you know expressions the person has so we are able to when you sit with us talk to us we're able to understand how you might be feeling even mm-hmm. if um you're saying something different your body will never be able to yeah. lie Absolutely. So that comes off, and that's what we are able to understand, and then that is how we understand you. But mm-hmm. we cannot read your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the social media, in fact, the media in itself has made a very, very strong impact of how mental illness is seen now. How these therapists are looking the light. Uh, like that movie came, uh, Dear Zindagi. I remember. Yes. Yes. I think that had a very positive impact yes. on people taking it as a very normal thing that yes mm. I'm seeing a therapist you know my therapist is saying this yes. and nobody's shying away like that mm. so do you see there is a changing trend in our country now and is it going for a good uh, way there is definitely a shift i would say with uh, people like Deepika Padukone talking about her depression and her journey um with others also talking about those things there's definitely a shift but you know people are open to going to therapists but acceptance um of what they might be going through and acceptance from the family i still get you know um youngsters especially you know school kids where family members are not ready to send them for counseling and they do not have um the finances to kind of you know reach out for counseling yeah so you know it is very difficult for them even though there is the younger generation is getting more and more aware and there are a lot of <clears throat> myths uh, connected to yes. psychologists and psychiatrists there is a difference there is a very strong difference between the two 
which normally people don't understand. So yes. can you please enlighten us on that also? So psychiatrist is somebody who will give you medication. Mm -hmm. um, a psychiatrist has done their MBBS and then they have done like an MD in psychiatry, which gives them, uh, you know, the access to medication and giving clients medication. However, a psychologist has no right to give a client medication. Right. We cannot prescribe it. We have never studied about any kind of medication. We cannot carelessly tell the client that, okay, you know what, take this mm, because right. you feel you have anxiety. We cannot. What our work is, is to help the client deal with the challenges by working, uh, you know, on problem solving or thought patterns or behavior patterns in their lives and work through those <clears throat> instead of, you know, and when we feel that, okay, you know what, um, this person actually needs medication, mm -hmm. we will refer them to a psychiatrist, but we as psychologists can never ever prescribe a medication. Correct, correct. Yeah. What is a very common tool that you use for your patients for the common problems uh, that they come to you? So CBT is one of the most common ones. The cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy. Um, but of late, I've been using a lot of inner child healing with my clients. Oh. Because somehow it has being able to connect with a child within them has been able to heal a lot of things within them. When you see from the child's perspective, for them, that event or that issue could have been the end of the world. Yes. Because they our children are very dependent on their parents for everything. So yes. being able to connect to the child mm. and being able for the child to be able to understand that it was not their fault and it did not make them a bad child or a difficult child is such a breakthrough with people they will cry it out and then you know a lot of times after they've vented and they've let it go they feel really light um and that really makes me feel that okay you know they've progressed they've yeah. been able to let go an emotion that they were carrying it's like you know carrying a suitcase with all our um problems carrying the baggage basically baggage. emotional yes. baggage and slowly just taking out things that we can while working with um, cognitive behavior therapy or EFT or art therapy, working on the current uh, problems. All right. Yes. All right. Uh, you're a human yourself and yes. you have gone through so many things around you. Yeah. Alcoholism is something which you've dealt with yes. very closely. Depression is something which you've dealt with of your members around you hmm. you are a sponge for all of them but yes. how do you went it out so um like i mentioned before when we were talking that uh, my husband was dealing with his own mental yes. health concerns and when i got married so the first three to four years were really difficult and it did take a toll on my mental health i was not able to kind of you know um process what i was going through and feeling and ended up getting really anxious and feeling very low um, in times of the day. And, you know, sometimes, you know, parents will say that it's okay, it's going to be okay and things like that. And I was like, you know, no, maybe not, but I never gave up. So that was for me, um, pushing through, taking it one step at a time really helped. Instead of thinking what's going to happen maybe two months down the line or even one month down the line, I would focus on the day to let you know, get over that particular day and then think about tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, and that really helps with anxiety. Mm -hmm. I was going through your social media and the 
few topics that I came across were like daily affirmations, uh, healing about trauma, self-reflection, self-love. And I think you use art as a way to express and heal. Yes. How do you amalgamate the two? So art has been um, such a meditative healing practice for me. I started when I was going through my own, um, you know, difficult times, I started painting. All right. And I found that, you know, it would give me so much relief and I could express myself on canvas or on paper. And, you know, somehow I did not even have to name the emotions and they would just flow from, um, you know, flow through my art. And that's when I decided that, you know, art can be such a healing tool for others. And I did art therapy. Art therapy actually really helps people. You know, when sometimes you don't really want to or are able to name an emotion um, and how it makes you feel within you, art can be such a great channel to put it out without really giving it a word, giving it a name. You can just use colors and, you know, there are different, different techniques within art therapy that we use to identify what the person might be going through or what the person might be feeling, but it is really interesting. So can a, can an art therapist not be a psychologist? Is that possible? Yes. All right. Yes. But they cannot treat that person. So they cannot um, work on major depression and things like that. Right. Um, because that takes a lot of work um, and a lot of things you have to take into consideration when right. you're working with a full-blown mental disorder and mental illness in a person. However, art therapists can work with, uh, you know, cases, the usual basic cases, like, you know, if somebody has anxiety, depression, yes, anxiety, or just to kind of, you know, also vent out and express yes. how a person feels True. Um, at times, because we will all go through the ups and Highs downs and in our lives. Yeah. So, according to WHO, I have some data where mm -hmm. depression is one of the leading causes of disability. And suicide is the fourth leading cause of death among 15 to 29 years old. People with severe mental health conditions, they die prematurely up to like about two decades before. That's crazy. And because of those physical conditions that yes. they live with. Yes. So, what are the early signs of depression that you can tell us? And when should one go to a psychologist to address that? So um, first few signs would be, um, one, the sleep patterns. They okay. would change. Either the person will not be able to sleep at all or would be sleeping for the most of the day because that their that is what their coping becomes. Um, food patterns will majorly change. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they would either be eating too much food, which mm -hmm. is also called emotional eating, or they will be completely, you know, not being able to touch food or not feeling like eating, things like that. There is um, a constant low mood, um, and when you mean when you talk about low mood, it's not the general low mood, but like wherein you know you don't even feel like even getting out of bed. Oh yeah. And it does not feel that anything in this world is actually important for you to get up and do something. Oh. Um, hygiene goes down. Mm -hmm. um, there will be a lack of hygiene, or let's say the lack of um, energy to mm. indulge in hygiene, mm. and most importantly. The things that you used to enjoy um, initially, like things that would make you happy and people you would meet, you, your social contacts will reduce. You will not enjoy the things that used to bring you joy. Sure. Um, and if this keeps happening for two weeks or more, um, it is a good time to go and meet a psychologist because they will be able to understand um, if there is a pattern and if 
you know how you can um kind of deal with it or if you need a psychiatrist to help you uh, go through that or whatever be the case mm-hmm. bahut sare cases hote hain jisme especially bachchon ke sath mein jahan pe alcoholism ghar mein hota hai abusive parents hote hain violence at a level which is not acceptable like aajkal aggression or frustration is every house story which is very sad but mm-hmm. children see that every day so एंड पेरेंट्स को लगता है कि वो कंफ्यूज्ड है वो कहते हैं बच्चे को इसी माहौल के साथ रहना है सामने भी हो जाए तो कोई दिक्कत नहीं है कुछ पेरेंट्स हैं बंद दरवाजों के पीछे सो इज देर अ वे आउट दिस और इज इट दैट एवरीबडी शुड बी गोइंग टू अ थेरेपिस्ट बिकॉज इट इज लाइक बिकमिंग वेरी वेरी कॉमन दीज डेज ओके सो फर्स्टली एवरी फर्स्टली द चाइल्ड चाहे उसने उसी एनवायरमेंट में रहना है या नहीं रहना है शुड नॉट बी एक्सपोज टू सच बिहेवियर बिकॉज उसने आगे जाके लाइफ में यू नो द चाइल्ड इज हैव देयर ओन फैमिली एंड इट्स गोइंग टू इफेक्ट द चाइल्ड इवेंचुअली लॉट इट्स गोना इम्पैक्ट देयर ग्रोथ एक्सेट्रा एवरीथिंग टू थिंग्स दैट आई डेफिनेटली सजेस्ट वेन देर इज एल्कोहलिज्म इन्वॉल्व इज गो बिफोर मीटिंग अ साइकोलॉजिस्ट मीट अ साइकैट्रिस्ट बिकॉज अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल आर इन डिनाइल यू हेयर दम से कि मैं तो छोड़ दूंगा या मैं तो छोड़ दूंगी वेन एवर मेरा मन करेगा विच इज नॉट द केस बिकॉज दर बॉडी हैज बिकम यूज टू इट राइट विच दे डोंट रियलाइज दे डोंट रियलाइज दे थिंक कि छोड़ना चाहूँ छोड़ दूंगा बट देर आर लॉट ऑफ सिम्टम्स विदड्रॉल्स होने शुरू हो जाते हैं सर्टन पीपल विल हैव सीजर्स इफ देन यूजिंग फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम सो देर कैन बी अ लॉट ऑफ इम्प्लीकेशन सो ट्रीटिंग एल्कोहलिज्म एज एन इलनेस getting medication should always be the first step right secondly go for family therapy because mm-hmm. you know it's very difficult for the family members to deal with it without understanding ki kaise deal karna hai uske liye if they can go for family therapy they can change patterns they can you know instead of becoming stressed and de- dealing with things alone they can have help in understanding how to deal with a person who's dealing with alcoholism mm-hmm. That really helps. Yeah, so true, so yeah. true. कई बार हम लोग यही बात करते हैं कि आपस में बात करके उन्हें लगता है वो प्रॉब्लम सॉल्व हो जाएगी बट पर्सन हुईंगली Absolutely. So you know we can all change certain behaviors. हमारे क्या behaviors हैं हम कहाँ trigger होता है कभी कभी ऐसा होता है person is trying to leave and we get triggered. Yes. We get angry that will trigger them mm-hmm. and it will become a cycle which mm-hmm. goes out of control. So mm-hmm. getting help, seeking help mm-hmm. in that time can be very very helpful. Yeah, because putting it in silos is never a correct thing. we come across this very often hmm. where children are not studying hmm. because they have parents who are mostly fighting they are not in hmm. harmony in the house and when the child is not studying the parents are like mera bachcha to ghar mein padhta hi nahi hai bilkul uska mann nahi lagta darwaza band hota hai kitab samne hoti hai lekin focus bilkul nahi hota it is a very common problem in uh, the children these days for the higher education that they are facing See, understand this for a child, जो अपने पेरेंट्स पे ही डिपेंडेंट है फॉर एवरीथिंग जिनकी सिक्योरिटी कम्स फ्रॉम द पेरेंट्स कीपिंग दैम 
imagine if a parent is fighting how the child is going to feel it's going to feel that mera world is going to come crashing down what if my parents separate or what if something bad happens what okay. if so their entire focus will go on kind of you know keeping you know being the glue between the two or trying to keep the two together so that they don't feel ki ab pata nahi kya ho jayega mm-hmm. so for a child it is a very very big thing mm-hmm. so understanding that and then you know a lot of times even normally people fight right husband wife na arguments ho jati hai kabhi kabhi spur of the moment yes spur of the moment pe ho jati hai what i advise people is ki aap unko baith ke samjhao sit with the child explain why it happened ab ho gaya you can't go back and take it away but you can explain to the child that being an adult we have emotions sometimes they get out of control or aise ho jata but this does not mean anything for you yes so they get a closure yes. to the problem yes. and they don't overthink yes absolutely, absolutely. so that is very very important mm-hmm. aajkal social media hmm. plus ye gadgets hath mein hona it's like i don't know whether it is a curse or a boon but i'm sure for the kids it is not a great thing so what is your take on that ek to every coin has two sides acha bhi hai aur bura bhi hai but what i suggest is a lot of times hum as parents hum bolte hain apne bacche ko ki aap mat phone mat use karo lekin on the side hum khud lage hue hain right so jab hum khud wo kaam kar rahe hain to hum apne bacche ko mana nahi kar sakte kyunki wo kahega aap kyu kar rahe ho main bhi karunga आप कभी भी देखना जो लॉयर्स और डॉक्टर्स के बच्चे खाना खा ले थिंग्स लाइक दैट अच्छा अगर तुम इतना देर पढ़ते हो अच्छे से मुझे इसका वो करते हो तो मैं तुम्हें आधा घंटा आई गिव यू सम टीवी टाइम और आई विल गिव यू लाइक अ लिटिल बिट ऑफ समथिंग यू कैन वॉच एंड थिंग्स लाइक दैट बट मॉनिटरिंग इज वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट एक पेरेंट को मॉनिटर करना बहुत जरूरी है बिकॉज सी चाइल्ड वो अभी बड़ा हो रहा है उसको नहीं पता कि क्या सही कॉन्टेंट है क्या बुरा कॉन्टेंट है क्या मेरे लिए अच्छा है क्या नहीं है वो वी नो एज अडल्ट तो फॉर अस टू एक्चुअली be able to do that is very important to tell them kyunki hum hi sikhayenge na kaun sikhayega unko kya baat hai but pata nahi i personally feel that uh ye generation jab badi hogi na tab hum dekhenge kyunki abhi hum experience kar rahe hain ye bacche kya karenge it is going it's an ongoing process it is very scary how it will happen but you know it's also i think because influencers are earning well see what you just said एंड पेरेंट्स कैन से सॉरी टू चिल्ड्रन दैट कि हाँ हमने ये गलत किया बट बेटा इट डजेंट मीन दैट आप भी ऐसा ही फीस करो आई थिंक दिस इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट दैट पीपल अंडरस्टैंड एंड बहुत सारे पेरेंट्स को ना ये बहुत प्रॉब्लम होता है एक्सेप्ट करने में कि मैंने गलती करी है बिकॉज उनको ये लगता है कि मैं पेरेंट हूँ अगर मैंने बोल दिया कि गलती करी है तो हाउ इज द चाइल्ड रिस्पेक्ट मी इन फैक्ट इट्स गोना बिल्ड रिजिलियंस इन द चाइल्ड टू नो कि हाँ गलतियाँ नॉर्मल होती हैं 
क्योंकि इतने लोग आते हैं मेरे पास एंड लाइक यू नो बी मेड अ मिस्टेक एंड वी डोंट नो हाउ टू गेट पास्ट एंड आई एम लाइक विदाउट मिस्टेक्स यू वुड हैव नेवर लर्नड एग्जैक्टली यू एवरी चाइल्ड फॉल्स बिफोर दे स्टार्ट वर्किंग यस इट्स फॉर अ रीजन राइट यू फॉल टू गेट अप सो ओनली देन यू पुट प्रेशर ऑन योर लेग्स टू गेट अप सो इट्स एन इंपॉर्टेंट पार्ट ऑफ um your development yes absolutely absolutely uh we are having an amazing conversation <laughs> but uh have seen you have like good number of followers on instagram huh? <laughs> so i'm sure your followers and a lot of people who are listening to this conversation would like to know who milan saga is so are you ready for some fun segment yes absolutely <laughs> all right so brace yourself <laughs> If you become a prime minister for hmm. one day hmm. what would you like to do about mental health um i would add a curriculum in school uh, schools specifically um teaching them coping strategies um which can help them in life because see stressors are a given as we go through life there's lot going to happen but if we know how to deal with them it makes our life much easier and maybe recognizing us. them yes it makes a difference nice So, if you get a chance to take any power from the following, what would you pick from Akshay Kumar? Discipline for sure. Okay, <laughs> Ranveer Singh. His his attitude. I am in love with the way he carries himself. Oh, really? <laughs> and you know, he is just who he is, unapologetically, and I absolutely love that. Oh, very nice. Alia Bhatt. Um, her cuteness. Oh my God, she is like so. The way she. puts herself forward is so nice and so relatable to a lot of people I and agree. that's something um you know that i would like to take from her nice and the pickup adkon definitely her strength because you know it takes a lot of strength to be yeah in, i also think she's very yeah, powerful to be um you know literally in scrutiny all over the you know everybody is watching her and she has the power and courage to share her story Absolutely. and that takes a lot true so I agree. One word which comes to your mind when I say that, health, mental health. Okay. Happiness. Puppies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Life. Living. Comfort. Zones. Fame. Nothing to be very honest. It <laughs> okay. just brings in a picture of a actor, but I think fame to be able to one word, courage. Okay. family everything oh sweet okay define milan in three words um caring bubbly empathetic ah i knew empathetic was coming <laughs> <laughs> i can i can read that for you <laughs> very nice thank you so much for that <laughs> now in our last segment it is just a very short one where i want to ask you what does because she can means to you because she can means that you know we we as women have a lot of power mm-hmm. um within us and you know we need to kind of believe in our own power um as growing as i was growing up i've seen women struggle with you know societal expectations and you know my own mother she has given up her career for her children because that was expected and a lot of women end up doing that because you know that is what is expected out of them realizing our power because we can is very very important because that's where the magic lies once we believe we can do something we can make things happen and i see women 
have so much more resilience so much more um emotional bandwidth understanding and power in this world that they can accomplish whatever they set their mind to mm. so sure. i think for me it is like putting it out in the world that you can mm-hmm. so she can means you can mm-hmm. because you're worth it no oh, very nice thank you <laughs> and i think on that note uh you would want more males to come across with their feelings to you as a yes. psychologist yes. as we were discussing so because uh, i don't know there must be male psychologists also there are female psychologists also but mm-hmm. as a male person it is very difficult for them to open up so that and is, that is a, yeah. a very big problem that i see around you know, among my friends my other family members mm-hmm. that they don't want to open up so for that i would just say to men that you know we are human beings before we are any gender or anything and we all have emotions and emotions can be big emotions small emotions whatever but we all have the right to you know seek help if we can talk about you know um gender equality in terms of money in terms of workspaces etc we can also talk about gender equality in being able to understand each other better and expressing express each um, uh, for you to express yourself and to create a space where you feel strength when you talk about your problems because we all go through them and you don't have to carry it all by yourself you don't very well said